Welcome back to Becoming an Influencer Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Jewell, and this is, guys, a Valentine's Day special. I have my <laughs> boothing here today. Boothing talking. <laughs> Hi, Cameron. Hello, everybody. And Amanda. <laughs> oh, great. So, yeah, I figured one appropriate mm-hmm. time to have Cameron back than to have an episode go out on Valentine's Day and talk about... Our relationship, our experience with long distance, building a partnership, and anything else that kind of comes to mind. Yeah, I'm just going to follow her lead. Yeah, that's what I told him. He was like, do you have any questions? I was like, no. But I am excited to have you here, and I think this will be a valuable conversation for single ladies, single men, partnered Men and women. Best friends. Best friends. Um, all of the things. Teammates. Boyfriends and girlfriends. So, yeah. Basically, Cameron and I started dating in 2018. So, we're about to have our third year. It is our third Valentine's. It is. That's crazy. But, wait. So, we had a Valentine's in 2019. 2020 and 2021 yeah tomorrow will be the third one yes so hopefully this podcast is up today and it is valentine's day happy valentine's day hope you are practicing self-love regardless of your significant other i bought myself some cute propagated roses today and don't you worry i was also spoiled by cameron to get a huge bouquet of roses And I'm looking at it right now. It's actually gorgeous. Oh, well, I'm glad you like them. I picked them out specially for you because there's three different types of roses, and it's our third Valentine's. That's so cute every time you say it, honestly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I thought you wanted me to say it for the podcast. No, that's what I'm saying. It's so cute. So Cameron and I met at a creative event. It was a photography meetup hosted by our friend Jules. And it was honestly, now looking back, do you think it was love at first sight? When I first saw you, I knew that it, it was weird. I've never really told anybody this. Like I told Amanda this, but she didn't really understand. I found her familiar in a way. Like I've yeah. seen her before. And I don't know how to explain that that's all i can tell you about that but that night definitely i had this 15 to 20 second moment where i looked into her eyes and she had green eyes and just got lost and it was weird and i pondered on that for the next few days that she ignored me whatever well i think looking back now i think it was love at first sight i just knew you were very attractive and you were in the golden light and i was taking pictures of you and they are still some of my favorite pictures i think i've ever taken Um, I know, they made me look really cool. I had beautiful curly hair then. You still do. Not like that. I had... Oh, they were longer? Yeah, I had those, like, Hercules curls. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's something else. Okay, so that's cute, I guess. Anyway, I feel like I definitely believe in it now. Anywho, I... I mean, I feel... Well, I guess I could say, like, I honestly... I was like, oh, this is definitely going to blow up in my face, you know, especially when I took you to Austin. I was like, did I just move this girl here and she's about to break my heart? Like, I was almost ready for it for some reason, but yeah. 
Yeah, luckily. I don't know. I feel like this kind of leads me into something I wanted to ask you in the podcast. But, like, how do you feel about meeting your person young, like, being young? And I say that also thinking about the fact you're a little older than me, and I feel like you're already kind of in a different part of your life, so... Mm. I think meeting you in a younger year of my life is what was necessary for me because I had been single for a long time before I met you. And so it was definitely a change and it was a maturity boost that I needed to get to this next level I'm in. And luckily your level that you're at complements mine in a way because, you know, that's my personality type and it matches the what you're going through in a way. Yeah, I guess. I feel like... I was just really skeptical. I definitely... I would be too if I was your age I was, when I was doing Yeah, it. I met him when I was 20 and I was just getting into UT. So I thought I was going to live a, another college life experience <laughs> in a new college, but I didn't, which is fine. I think in retrospect, it's a blessing. You just didn't... You just weren't single. That's the only thing. You still went out and like I had fun. I'm about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about like relationships and oh, like yeah. hooking up and like partying, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and it's just the honest truth. And I feel like I should address it just because I would be wondering the same thing like back before I had a long-term relationship. I was just like, there's no way couples do that without cheating on each other. Or like there's no way you could meet like the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with when you're so young because there's so much to life and like so many people out there and like (laughs) you know so yeah I understand that but also it's really just the depth of a feeling that comes to you and I mean when I I, when I first when when it started turning it started turning quicker, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. No, like, the past two years now have, like, flown by. The first year was slow, and then, like... I was more talking it's... about, like, whenever it started to fall in love kind of thing, it fell faster. Oh, that too. Yeah. No, for sure, but I think, like, falling in love deeper means, like, time flies faster, you It know? does. I mean, I'm having a blast. I'm still having a blast. Yeah, I was uh, listening to a podcast recently of a couple talking, and they were saying how they experience with, like, people in their life going from having toxic relationships to having a normal relationship and like say a marriage right of two people that are like healthy together um it seems like sometimes like they're like oh it's boring or like oh things are dual like is this is this life like there's no fighting there's no chaos um and so then they were like saying the full picture of that is that when you meet your person and when you're in a healthy relationship like there's not the adrenaline rush from, like, fights anymore. And there's not the, like, how can you hurt. I, well, this is just something You get so adrenaline relevant. from fighting, like, in a good way? No. Like, <laughs> I feel like when you would, like, break up with a toxic ex, like, you would get adrenaline from all the little crazy things that would happen during the breakup. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting because with Cameron for a while, like, at the beginning it was, like, so perfect that it was just, like, so was this it? Which, like, <laughs> which in now I know it means, like, we're healthy. Like, I don't know. I thought it was just a really big revelation that I had listening to that conversation. So I feel like you haven't had as toxic of relationships as I have had. <laughs> I've had toxic relationships, and I've learned from them. That's why I'm so mature in relationships, I feel. Yeah. I feel like I can breed a healthy relationship because I've definitely seen a toxicity. So then let's focus on how we did long distance because I think that it's kind of remarkable that we did 
almost two years long distance dude i can't tell you how slow it was but at the same time fast that was slow. yeah that was a slow there was time. there were times where it was very slow very slow okay, so what are your tips oh so tips <laughs> for the dude i'm giving tips for the dude right now i have no say on what you could do but i think one of the biggest things is you just gotta trust yeah. and if I ever show any type of untrust, it's going to make her feel untrusted where she can, oh, I don't even care what he thinks. If he thinks he didn't, can't trust me, then I'm just going to do something or go, go. I don't That's what like, the minds of people are always. Totally. Yeah. I don't know how I to describe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just like what girls think sometimes. <laughs> Sorry to say. I didn't want to say it, but. <laughs> Yeah, and given her space, like say she had a day where it was a full schedule, instead of me being like, "Hey, when could you want to talk?" Hey, texting her all the time, blah blah blah. blah. I, I would let her go through her span of time where she had to focus, and then whenever those pockets of free time came up where she could call me, she would. Yeah. And sure. and I just had to realize that she will call me when she can. Yeah. And. That made it a lot better because then I stopped having anxiety and I started to gain like, knowledge of her schedule and I'd be able to prepare sure. for a call or like, oh, she's calling it too, probably, you know, and it would work out usually. But yeah, no, I agree. The thing. I think for me, I, I don't know. I definitely feel like the relationship was worth it. <laughs> like I would oh, go. Oh, it definitely was. This is kind of a tangent, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. I've, like, said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but it was, like, after Cameron and I started dating, I did not see another attractive guy. It was, like, <laughs> they literally Sweet. evaporated. No, it, it was, like, insane, though. Because I was just, like, I would think that I could, like, at least still see people as people, but I, I don't know. Maybe there are just no cute boys anymore or maybe i'm just in love you guys it's kind of weird <laughs> you're probably in love yeah probably <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i think that <laughs> helped a lot because there was like no one i could not see anyone more attractive than cameron so it was like that wasn't even a shallow option for me and i think back in toxic times like that's always something on your radar just in case you need a backup you just you always want to have a backups list. oh my gosh <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no so um and i would say like that helped and the communication aspect you're really good at communicating and i don't know i think well one thing that helped me as a person that's pretty tuned in with emotion right uh, long distance, I was still able to learn how to read her, but it was a different way. So whenever I knew her through the long distance aspect and then like during quarantine where I got to see her a lot more, mm-hmm. it was like a whole new Amanda too. Yeah. Like a different side that I, I knew was there, but it's like seeing it every day and like very yeah. frequently changed my perspective of like certain things and it made the long distance like if i had to go back into it i could do that so easily i'd be like yeah you got to do what you got to do yeah like i love you so much you know that kind of thing no for sure and i i think that was what's cool and so this kind of leads into the next aspect but i think it helped also that we started building like a partnership of like okay i was at austin getting my degree 
doing this. You were in Dallas working and like building yourself up. And so we kind of just like when we would come together, it would be like a power couple moment, whether it would be like a campaign when we were shooting for Nordstrom or you were modeling for Nordstrom or. Yeah, um, we, that's one of my favorite photos of us is where we both look kind of famous I got like 300 likes on Facebook and all my mom's friends commented on it. It was great. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, I told Cameron, we were watching the Free Britney documentary last night. Oh my gosh. Free Britney. Free Britney. Britney. (laughs) Um, But I told Cameron, I was like, our first red carpet is going to be so fun. It's going to be so cute. I cannot wait to see the pictures. I Mm. cannot wait to see what I'm wearing. I'm seeing like a dark green dress. I don't know why, but like I'm seeing I was thinking dark green green too. Yeah. I'm a dark green fan. You know, I'm going to be right there with you. In a dark green velvet suit. Oh, that'd be dope. Let's manifest that. Let's let's look like a pool table. (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing a lot of pool in my iPad. (laughs) But speaking of like famous, uh, Amanda, she just puts in so much work to her YouTube. She's going to be famous and with her grind, it helps me grind. You're so cute, you guys. I am not feeding this man lies, I swear. Um, I'm just working (laughs) hard, trying my best over here. Glad I'm not a child star. I think that was something I really realized during that Free Britney documentary, which is presented by the New York Times on Hulu. Beautiful work. Sad story. Such a sad story. And I was like, wow, I am so glad that I wasn't a child star. Even though when I was a kid, I was like, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, Amanda Bynes, Britney Spears. Those were all my role models. And I think it's very clear now how the media has just like chewed women up and like spit them out. Um, Which honestly, Kevin, you've kind of witnessed that. Um, oh, for yeah. me, being chewed up and spit out on the internet, and like, how do you kind of become that support system when the media is so aggressive? Well, I think one of the things about being in a relationship and having to deal with other pe- people attacking your significant other in random ways of jealousy, envy, or so be it, whatever it is, you gotta be that support system that not only, you know, can emotionally help them through it. Mm-hmm. But you also got to separate yourself as a kind of a third party and say, I'm not involved in any way. You mm-hmm. can't involve yourself because that'll just bring it back on your significant other even more. Yeah, that's true. But be that kind of voice in the ear that steps aside and you have to look at it for as a, at a different perspective than they do, even though you can still support their view on it. Right. But you have to contradict their views to help them learn certain things out of this that they'll never see because they're blinded by the emotion that they have tied to it. Totally. Yeah, I can think of so many times. I can't think about anything. I can only feel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, that's cool. And I think that's like one of the best perks of having a significant other. Dude, for real. And also whenever no one else will hang out with you. (laughs) <laughs> like we all hang out with people these okay. days. Come on. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I've seen two people in the past like, <laughs> six months that no, aren't my grandparents. Okay, we're going to talk about our favorite kind of moments of our relationship. I'll go first. So last Valentine's Day, thanks to my friend Catherine, um, she got Cameron's song that he wrote about me to play on the radio. And so <laughs> we were also house-sitting my brother's million-dollar house in Austin. <laughs> That's such a fucking annoying flex, but I had to say it. <laughs> um, because we were alone in that 
the house for Valentine's weekend. And just can you imagine right now, like, what a great time. So that's definitely my favorite. Uh, That's a good one. I remember hearing it on the radio for the first time and being like, dang, I wonder how Amanda feels hearing this on the radio because it's about her. Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, it's like, isn't it a a girl's dream to always hear something like about you? Uh, Well, that's what I wanted to manifest. I always said when I was a kid, like I wanted a guy that was going to like write a song about me. Yeah. So, album coming soon, yeah. baby. <laughs> Be a musician, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. For real. Sorry. But um, I think one of my favorite moments, it's funny because it's pretty early on. I, I think one of my favorite moments is moving you to Austin the first time. Wow. Well, because we had to be stuck in a car for three hours. And not only do we have to go through the really frustrating task of moving a whole apartment by ourselves. By ourselves. Even, like, getting the truck and, like, all that. But then after, the best feeling is is finishing and going to get Chipotle. <laughs> and, like, you can just eat all of it. It's, like, the only time you can finish every single grain of rice. Not the only time. I can still devour Chipotle. Sometimes, you know, you just... But I get what you're saying. Yeah. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. It's so true, though. Like, that's that's a really good memory I have of us. And that was definitely... That's when I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't break my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your love language? Oh, I have a few love languages. But physical touch is a really big love language for me. And then... So interesting. It's like... Not mine. I oh, guess yeah. I like, I don't know. Yours like, is probably hugs, physical touches is, is third for you, I'd say. Yeah. And definitely acts of service is for you. Yeah. And then if, if words of affirmation. I think so. Um, I, I'd say acts of service is definitely a love language of mine that like to receive love, mm-hmm. um, to give love. I definitely love doing acts of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's one of my biggest love languages to give love. Oh. What about you? Yeah, mine's definitely acts of service, words of affirmation, and gifts. Yeah, like today, I was just chilling out in my living room with my roommate watching NASCAR, and then I walked in my bathroom, and she paused. She had Windex and a towel, and she was cleaning my bathroom without telling me. And I'm just like, what? And then after all of, you know, she helped me clean the rest of the room, did some of my laundry, she lit this candle that I had saw at Ross, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Happy Valentine's Day!" And I was like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> just Cupid shoot me now!" <laughs> wow, the bar's low, you guys. I'm just kidding. That's not. That was really. <laughs> I cute. thought that was high. No, I don't think a lot of people. I don't know. Do they? Do they do that? I just like to clean. So. That's like playing through the fire and flames on your guitar for as your first song that's a really high bar okay that makes absolutely no sense people will get it if they know what guitar hero is oh okay great well anywho yeah so this has been our valentine special a cute little short but sweet episode and we hope that you gained some value from our experiences, our yeah. advice. And got something from my rambling. Sorry. It's not rambling. <laughs> I have a tendency to go on a tangent. No. 
But also we have two other podcast episodes that are on Becoming an Influencer podcast. So, you know, if you're still driving in the car, make sure to go stream those as well. Yeah, if you get bored of Amanda, you can listen to me. Yeah, exactly. He's my better half. I can just... Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't mean that. She means I, I I am. Wait, what? You're the better half. No, whatever. I, I lost my words. Delete okay. that. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a five-star review because someone not having a good day is far more likely to leave a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we enjoyed letting y'all listen to us today. Oh, yes, letting y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a mic, so we got to... Make sure to follow Becoming an Influencer Podcast on Instagram at Becoming an Influencer Podcast. That I couldn't spell it out for you. But also follow me at The Amanda Jewel and Cameron at Cameron Lane Cook. And Cameron, do you have any signing off words? Do good, be good. Be better. It's awesome. Do better. Be awesome. Be better. <laughs> be awesomer. Hey. Be more awesome. Pick intentionally. I <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Anywho, happy Valentine's Day. Happy V-Day. Whoa, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>